Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids are going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Emperor's Court. This is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. A very snowy Cleveland, Ohio, and a very cold Cleveland, Ohio. We're in the middle of a snowstorm that has decided to come rolling through here after a month and a half of two, literally, literally two inches of snow. That is all we have through the month, month of January. So, at the tail end of winter, it decides to kick us in the nads, and here it comes. So we're getting dumped on as I sit here in my cozy studio talking to you this evening. Now, this is a special edition of the Emperor's Court. Normally in this time, you would uh, be getting ready to hear to uh, Zerum versus the Internet, which traditionally airs at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard across the network. However, Zerum is out doing something apparently he feels more important. Probably drinking off or sleeping. I don't know which, or both. Uh, but the point is, he's not here tonight, and since Super Bowl Sunday is tomorrow evening, we're doing the show this evening. Just so you know, we go back to our normal schedule next week, next Sunday, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. Don't forget, spread the word. All right, folks, if you want to get in the conversation, here's how you do it. If you want to talk to me, you can get me on AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP, the number 1 and G. You can get me there. Or, if you want to, you can hit, uh, hit us up at IRC. We are in IRC solidirc.com. We are in channel 1G. So if you want to, go ahead and join us there. That's where the conversation is going to be. If you want to fire me off an email, feel free. Emperor1G at cox.net, cox.net. This has been a very long week, very rough week for me personally. Um, as many of you know, I had a funeral to deal with. Uh, very close to uh, actually my grandmother who passed away. Uh, so it's been actually very rough. And for those of you who were listening in on last Sundays, you know uh, that's pretty much when everything started to go down. So if you haven't seen as many updates about the show this week, that's that's why. Before we get started, I want to say one thing, and I want to get to this. Um, and it has nothing to do with games, but I want to get this word out there, because I know that you guys care, I know that I care, and we all know what happens when a business does something bad. You tell everybody you know about it so that they don't get any more business. Uh, real quickly, on uh, Wednesday was a memorial for my grandmother, and we had a bunch of people attend. She was very well-liked. She knew a ton of people. And because it was such short notice, we could not get um, we could not get uh, the local flower shops to send in flowers in time. So we went through 1-800-Flowers, which is supposed to uh, send out an order to a local florist who will then fill the order and you know get it there in time. Well, 
The memorial took place, no flowers. My grandmother had her funeral and had no flowers for her. Now, suffice to say, I'm pretty pissed. When I called them, because I was one of the ones that helped arrange the funeral, when I called them, their quote, well, their response, and I quote was, oops, well, I'm sorry. That's it. No flowers at the funeral. A big apparently claimed that the florist got, or the florist claims they got the order at 10 a.m. The memorial was 11 the same day, which is bullshit because I put the order in a day and a half in advance. So I don't know who screwed the pooch there, but somebody did. And that dog was yelping. The point being, tell everybody you know not to use these bastards. Do not use 1-800-Flowers for anything. I want to cost them as much business as possible. This is a very personal thing to me. And I, you know, and I'm sure you guys in the same position would have the same feelings. B.S. So tell everybody you know, 100 flowers can shove it up the rear. All right, now getting that out of the way, let's get on to business. All right, last week we uh, had the huge Dark Fall versus uh, World of Warcraft. We uh, compared some articles, compared uh, what World of Warcraft is currently in player versus player, and what Dark Fall possibly brings to the table upon its release. Uh, apparently, I made the mistake of thinking the beta was already in our way. Uh, it is not. So for those of you who thought I was uh, making that, uh, uh, had made that assumption, my apologies. The beta is not underway. Um, I got some very kind words from Tesos, who was uh, one of the associate producers of Darkfall, um, who uh, filled me in on a few things and uh, set me straight on a few things. And I appreciate him tuning in. I appreciate his feedback. Uh, we have submitted for the clan beta. So if we get in, expect to hear a whole ton of specials and content coming along uh I'm sorry, that's a C word. Material coming along here on the airwaves, at least on my show, perhaps a couple of the others on the network, uh, regarding uh, Darkfall. If not, if we do not get into the clan beta, um, I expect you guys within the sound of my voice to submit uh, not only articles, but I want you to tell me how it's going. I want to keep up on this, and we'll talk about Darkfall a little later this evening. Uh, World of Warcraft, I, as much as I want to get away from these guys, we just can't seem to get away from it. You know, just when you think that there's nothing new to talk about the World of Warcraft, here we go again. New topics to discuss. Legal problems for Blizzard on the horizon. Very possibly, and uh, we'll get to that a little later. Uh, well, actually, that'll be the first one up, but uh, I want to get the rest of the issues out this evening. Um, also, Empire at War. Uh, finally, uh, Plutarch, or Pluto, what is it, Plutocrat, or Plutarch, whatever the hell they are, you know, Westwood. Let's just call it what it is, Westwood. has gone ahead and released some information regarding the uh, world, I'm sorry, the uh, Empire at War uh, multiplayer, what it's going to be like, what it's going to look like, how it's going to play. So we'll go over that, too, uh, a little later this evening. I have a bunch of emails, a bunch of emails from people regarding Darkfall, regarding World of Warcraft, and the racism thing still continues uh, to churn away. I'm a little surprised by this. I thought for sure, no, no rise and fall today. That'll be for Sunday. I'm sorry, Mecca. I know I keep promising this. I do have that bolted out. I actually have it off to the side. Um, I will get to that next week. Should be something a little bigger, a little more special as far as because we, we are debuting two new commercials this evening. For those of you who are interested, two new commercials. And then next week, we probably will have the first installment of a radio bit that we've been working on. So, big things to come, big things happening. Uh, so, uh, let's get going. Anyways, uh, Empire at War, we're going to talk about uh, a little later this evening, too. Uh, probably in the uh, uh, nine, I'm sorry, 10 o'clock hour. We are going until 10.30 tonight, folks. Anyways, it breaks down the uh, Empire at War, exactly how the two different kinds of multiplayer are going to work. This is something that we've been discussing in the past shows, whether or not this game's going to rule or it's going to drool, because we weren't sure how the multiplayer is going to work. Now at least we have a sense. We know kind of what it's going to go at, so we'll get to that too a little later on. Uh, also, some general rants, uh, kind of some conversations I've got. Some things I want to discuss with you people uh, if we get to it. We have a lot packed in here. We only have an hour and a half to go, so let's get started. All right, World of Warcraft first up and uh, foremost. Okay, just when you think they couldn't step in the shitter anymore, here they go again. All right. A couple of weeks ago, Blizzard opened up their um, their realm transfers. 
Okay, everybody knows this. You're aware of this. However, the transfers were from a player versus environment uh, to a player versus player server. So basically, you have these people that are playing on the Carabiner servers who don't have to compete with the people of the opposing faction because they can't kill them, gearing themselves up onto a godlike level and then wanting to transfer to a player versus player realm. Does anybody else see the problem with this? I know I do. For one, you play on the player versus player because of the competition, obviously. And we all know if you've gone into Terran Mill, I've seen some of the shirts. I've survived Terran Mill 04 and 05. If you've gone into Terran Mill or, you know, uh, Ashen Vale or uh, Badlands or Stranglethorn Vale, you know it's a bit of a challenge. Most of the time you're going to die not from a mob, but from a person of the opposing faction. People on the regular normal servers don't have that issue to deal with. So here they are leveling up, getting their gear much faster, much easier, with no competition, and then transferring over and start kicking ass on a player versus player uh, server. Now, props to the community who rose up and said, this is a bunch of bullshit, we're not going to play by these rules, there's no excuse for this to happen. Three days went by before Blizzard finally kowtowed and corrected the problem. And yes, it is a problem, and yes, they did correct it. Now, let's be fair. There is no reason why somebody on a normal server should have ever have the ability to move to a player versus player. If you want to play on a PvP server, then you start there. Make a new character and start from level 1 and go through the same grind and crap that the rest of us did. It's bad enough that the player versus player is a joke in this game. Damn, you know, that's what really pisses me off. Rant time, here we go. And I know I've gone over this before, and I know a lot of you have heard it, but you're going to hear it again. I it just aggravates the piss out of me because they had such potential. And a lot of the things that they want to do siege warfare and battlegrounds. Okay, but where is it? You know, hero classes will be great in PvP. Well, where is it? All this stuff is in concept. It was concept a year and a half ago. They didn't even have the honor system. Okay, all right. I'm starting to rehash shit that we talked about weeks ago. All right. I want to stop myself from, from going down that road again. All right, so they finally corrected the problem. And this, um, of, of course, launched another, uh, you know, outpouring of, of craptastic emotion by the PvE players who are stuck on their boring, normal servers with nothing to do. They've outrated everything there is to raid, and now they want to go and fight something else. And they don't want to do it in Battlegrounds. Well, folks, on your normal servers, you just go to Battlegrounds, because there's nothing else going on in a PvP, PvP server right now. World PvP does not exist. If you want to go raid a capital, well, you can't, because you get one dishonor kill and the entire raid screwed. You lose a rank and a half. And don't tell me that uh, it doesn't happen because it has. The gay, lesbian, bi, transsexual thing continues uh, to make the way of the boards as well as in-game uh, conversation between uh, guilds, actually in general chat. And the controversy still rages. And the question is, for those of you who do not know, um, a couple weeks ago, uh, a player was banned for advertising in general chat in Agrimar that her guild was recruiting gay, lesbian, bi, and transsexuals and that they were a GLBT-friendly uh, guild. All right, never mind the fact that nobody gives a damn about your sexual preference in this game, or no way that they could prove it. I don't know about you, but I didn't join any clan or have never been approached by a clan. Are you gay? If you're gay, you can join us. Well, I'm glad I know that, because, you know, if I was gay, that would suck if I couldn't join kills because I was gay. Now, I haven't seen that in the charters of too many clans, but next time I do, I'll be sure to point it out. At any rate, so other than the fact that you kind of question why this is an issue to begin with, she was banned by Blizzard for advertising a sexual preference uh, in um, general chat. Not to say that gays, lesbians, bi's, and transsexuals are not uh, allowed to play the game. 
And actually, as we discussed during the article, it seemed like it was kind of put in place to protect these people in the, you know, to begin with. But the issue was that you're not allowed to start discussing this stuff in general chat. Can you imagine the flames and the problem? I don't have hiccups. Can you imagine the problems and the flames that would have come from this and probably did? I mean, what the hell does it have to do with anything? Stop trying to oppress upon people your sexual preference. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're lesbian. I mean, I think Sinvict is a transsexual. I don't know why I've ever asked him. But does it matter? No! So why is it that you feel the reason to go into general chat and say, We like gays and lesbians! I, Good for you! But I tell you what, if that's the requirement, if that's what you have to do as a guild to try and recruit players... Folks, you got a bigger problem than that. If that is what you got to do to try and bring in new members for your guild, you know, perhaps World of Warcraft isn't your thing. We do. We can't raid until we got like three gays and a transsexual. All right. Anyway, so the reason why this has become why I bring this up in the legal part of this thing uh, is because if you start to check out some of the um, some of the different clan sites that are gay, lesbian, by whatever. GLBTs, you start to notice that a couple of them have been making inquiries into the ACLU uh, and the fact that it got so bad that Blizzard, of course, did have eventually, Katie made a post saying that they would clarify uh, their language but that the issue would stand. Eventually the woman was given a, uh, I don't think it was a three-day suspension, it was a warning when it actually broke onto a few internet blogs that are uh, GLBT-type blogs. And, of course, it's been a PR nightmare for Blizzard because, as you can see, if you take a look at their forums and take a look at their emails and talk to the different people you know that work for the company, it's a huge brouhaha because they don't know how to put it down. All of a sudden, there's this black eye uh, that Blizzard has to deal with now that isn't created by the game mechanics itself that's been such a problem in the past. It's because of their language and because of the fact that it's perceived that they're smashing down on people's sexual preference. And that, that, isn't, it at all. that isn't it as all. Oh, God, I can't talk. Look, that's not what it's supposed to be. I understand what Blizzard's trying to do. They're trying to prevent the idiots from flaming away, making your, you know, your normal gay joke that follows any kind of conversation regarding this, especially in the world of Warcraft. Go back three shows. Remember when we talked about the racist part and the anonymity that that uh, you know people have on the internet and which kind of power that gives them. Any, you know, freaking twelve-year-old's gonna go up there and make some crack about being an ass pirate, especially if they got like one of those like pirate costumes. You know what's going to happen. Okay, well, I just made it myself. All right, well, there you go. But something has to be done about this. What Blizzard needs to do is come out and say, look, we have nothing against your sexual preference. We simply don't want you mentioning it and talking about it in general public. That is it. If you want to do it, you can do it here. If you want to do it, you can do it there. That is where they have to talk. That's where they have to, what they have to do to try and curb this. All right, the second big thing, or, well, actually, the third big thing, and this one has come this week, and I actually, I kind of find it funny. And I'll have two minds about this, but apparently, for those of you who have been following over the last three or four days, Blizzard announced, because the Blizzard Invitational is going on right now in Seoul, Korea, and uh, I'm sure if you listen to the State of Warcraft here on the site at 1Zeroborn.com uh, or Imba Weekly, which will air next Friday uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard, they'll talk about it. But apparently, they're going to give out these stupid little panda pets, you know the ones, you know, those losers out there who dropped an extra 20 bucks to buy the friggin' uh, collection, collector's edition? Oh, but it's got an art book and a, and a soundtrack. Oh, and I get a pet. Yeah, what's the pet do for you? N- nothing. Yeah, so you spent 20 bucks on a bunch of pixels that doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, you're a winner. I'm sure you've got no money problems. 
Uh, see, that's what happens when you live under your parents' roof. When you've got no bills to pay, you can go ahead and do shit like this. All right, that being said, all right, yes, we all know WoW sucks ass, but you're going to have to listen to it because my diatribe ain't over. All right, that being said, they apparently were going to give out for these free special exclusive pandas. We'll get to Darkfall. God. You have to roll the punches, folks. We'll get to one, uh, we got to get to one without the other. We'll get to Darkfall. That's in the second segment, so bear with me. Anyways, they're thinking about these stupid panda, these panda pets to different people at the Blizzard Invitational. Now, here's the bitch. For these homos that went out and spent an extra 20 bucks to buy the Collector's Edition, supposedly, in the it says exclusive in-game pets. Okay. So, you have the exclusive rights to a bunch of pixels that resembles a panda for an extra 20. Lethos bought a Collector's Edition? Well, if I ever needed any more kind of indication, that guy is fruity as can be. There you go. Apparently he's rich, or really poor now. I don't know. I don't know which one. Folks, if you bought it for the artwork, jump out the window now. If you actually think the music and the soundtrack is worth the extra twenty bucks, just kill yourself now. Put your head through the window, through the uh, monitor screen. Do us all a favor. Uninstall your life. It's as simple as that. Anyways, people are up in arms because this stupid panda was supposed to be exclusive only to the collector's edition. Well, good for you. I'm glad you got something that you can show your children 20 years from now and say, I, when I was a kid, I bought this exclusive panda. The game ain't going to be around in 20 years. But hey, the 20 bucks you spent could have been put to better use. All right. That being said, let's get away from that. Where does Blizzard get off offering up these pandas to those friggin' Koreans over there? And not just, he's Asian. Well, that explains a lot. Where do they get off giving these pandas to the Koreans? Or to anybody at the Blizzard Invitational? Are you that swamped, or are you that uncreative, Blizzard, that you can't make up something? That you can't just design another pet to give them? It's not like it does anything. There's no balance issue. You just make a stupid little monster, or a little, you know, I don't know, make an orc or something, or a, a zealot. Give somebody a zealot. You hand it out zergs, why not a zealot? Give those out. Anyway, so they put these stupid panda, uh, what are they? The panda cub caretakers. They put them in all the uh, U.S. realms on the 122 U.S. realm, so that you can go up to them, type in a password, and it gives you a panda. Isn't that smuggling, though? If you think about it in a role-playing sense, aren't you smuggling pandas? Because those are endangered species, right? Okay. All right, so Blizzard announces this, and, of course, everybody gets in a pissy mood because when it says exclusive, it's supposed to mean exclusive. I agree. Yes. By the letter of the law, Blizzard stepped in the shitter this time. Again, they should not be giving out something that they advertise to people when they sold an extra 20. I bought eight collector's editions myself. You want to know what I did with them? I sold them on eBay. Six of them went to Australia. One to Singapore, one to Japan. Congratulations, Australia. You should get a kangaroo pet or a kiwi or a wallaby or something or a Foster's beer can. That's what you should get. That's, yeah, that's these. They, you know what? That's a great idea. In fact, mark this down, producer. Yeah, yes. Don't hand me that. You don't do anything. Oh, she's pissed now. Just write this down. Exclusive pets. We're going to do a commercial on this. Write this down. Exclusive pets for regions, like a Foster's beer can for Australia. There you go. Yeah, write that down. Good. Okay. We'll, we'll think of some other ones, too. We'll do, like, a racecraft thing. All right, anyways, so everybody goes in up arms because they want this damn panda taken out because, oh, God forbid, they're giving away something exclusive. Obviously, your life is doing pretty pretty well. You don't have any issues in your life if you're worried about this goddamn panda. He sold gold on eBay. 
Well, hey, if you're selling virtual gold for real money on eBay, you're my god. Because think about it. Now that's you know that's a, that's a discussion for another time. Let's get let's keep to this. Let's keep to this. A platypus. People want a platypus. Kiwis are New Zealand. All right, here we go. I'm being corrected. Tira saying Kiwis are for New Zealand. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I want a teacup for the United Kingdom. Dogs for Koreans. Oh wow, that's harsh. <laughs> And cash for the Chinese, right? <laughs> I'm Kermit the Frog coming to you from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. I used to be able to do a kick-ass Kermit. I can't anymore. All right, getting back to the topic, so I'm getting off. Being derailed once more by the IRC crowd. This is why we need to get the damn phone lines working. You know what? And it's a little bit of an update. We're hoping to have the phone lines working by the end of the month, this month, middle of March at the latest, if everything goes well. So instead of having to read your dumbass comments, I'll be able to hear them live and so everybody else over the radio. So then I can tell you your face that you friggin' suck. All right, that being said. So after, I don't know how many different threads and how many different threats, and, and apparently somebody in Blizzard finally decided to go and get some legal advice, I'm assuming from their, you know, army of lawyers, and they got they told them, you know, we, we can't do this because it's exclusive. You're going to have to take them out of the game. So after all this, and after people screamed and bitched and yelled and everything else, Blizzard finally kowtows, files public pressure, and decides to take out the pandas. That's great. They advertised this for days. Now I'm going to reach you or read to you the response. Now keep in mind, this is the exact same post, except it's been altered now, where it was advertising this and that nothing was going to be done to change it, and there's nothing the players could do to have it changed. Now read it, now listen to this. Quote, this is by Cadium. After going through the situation with the fine-tooth comb, Translation, after talking to our lawyers, which we should have done in the first place, it was determined that the Panda, panda Cub Terror Caretakers NPCs were mistakenly implemented into all regions. Let's stop right there. Let's assume for a second that Cadium isn't lying to us this time. I know it's a lot, but work with me here. Let's assume that Cadium is on the level, and she's not trying to feed us a little bullshit again. If that's the case, and they were mistakenly got in, I question whoever actually goes back and either gives you the information to post, you titless cow, or actually goes back and reads the stuff after you've posted it. Because you advertised this thing for four days. You went ahead with a small patch and put them in the game. You implemented them on 122 servers, which caused a small bit of downtime originally to put them in. That's a pretty significant mistake, and one that could sue the hell out of you. That's assuming you're telling the truth. Personally, I think you're trying to get lie your way out of it. Personally, I think you're you're full of shit. You didn't think it'd become an issue. You didn't think people would care, or there wouldn't be enough of them that you would be able to get away with it. Very, very poor planning, and this gets worse, and I'll tell you why in a minute. All right, continuing on. These turned in NPCs should only be available in Korea. And we will be issuing a hotfix that despawns them in other regions. We understand the exclusive exclusivity concerns, but understand that this should not be have been a problem in Korea, as a collector's edition was not released there. This pet is completely new to them. Our apologies for the confusion over the past few days on the issue. End quote. So apparently it's exclusive to Americans and now to Koreans. 
who didn't have to spend an additional 20 bucks for the collector's edition. All these people are going to say, oh, okay, we're happy with that. Well, in keeping with the way you're bitching about it beforehand, you've just been told that now the Koreans are getting this for free rather than having to spend the 20 bucks that you did. Congratulations. I hope you're proud of yourself. But hey, it's a small victory. You'll take it, right? Let's continue on. Here's where it gets funny and sad at the same time. Last night, they made another post that in order to remove these things, they would have to hotfix them out. So beginning at 11 o'clock this morning, uh, our time, Eastern Standard, so it'll be 7 a.m. I'm sorry, 10 o'clock our time. No, that was not it. I'm sorry, 4 a.m. Pacific would have been 7 a.m. my time. They took all the servers down and rolling restarts on a Saturday morning to take out the Panda Cubs because they mistakenly put them in to begin with. As if there wasn't enough downtime already. You couldn't wait until Tuesday's maintenance? How about you simply don't give out the passcodes to the American players who win on the Amer in the tournament? It's real simple to figure out who the Americans are in the Korean tournament. They're the round-eyed white guys. Just don't give them the passcode. Because you have to go up to the panda care the caretaker guy... Type in the code and you get your panda. How hard is it? But instead, on a Saturday morning, you take all the servers down, which, of course, instantly caused multiple crashes on 20 or 30 different servers. I don't remember exactly the number. Somewhere between those. And, of course, instead of the four hours it's supposed to take, a lot of them didn't get back up till 3 p.m. 12 hours. And you wonder why I bitch about the World of Warcraft so often. Silzy, you have a good point. Can we just conclude the Blizzard should stop with multiple, massive multiple online games? Yes. We should. Or they should fire who they got and hire a whole new staff. I don't know. Jesus is not anti-PVP. Well, I, I, technically I guess he is. But he wouldn't be playing Undead either. I know that for a fact. Anybody remember when we did the work? What was it the Warcraft Three Racecraft we did like last year or two years ago? Remember if we could if we were gonna take out all the uh, heroes and replace them with uh, real world race uh, people like Martin Luther King when he turns like level six he like automatically gets assassinated and was it, like Gandhi like he has nothing but passive abilities he can't actually attack anything and anybody he's got like his aura that he casts so anybody within that aura can't attack. Gotta write that down. I don't want to get a Mohammed character. It'd be like friggin' Muslims camped out on my lawn while trying to burn me down or chop my head off. Yeah, best feature of the wall is the cancel button. I'm not even sure they should be making another uh, RTS, to be honest. The way they've ruined Warcraft 3, at least in my opinion. True. All right, folks, we're headed into uh, the bottom of the hour here. I'm trying to think of uh, any other WoW-related comments, because I don't want to go back to this godforsaken game if I don't have to. Folks, I really am trying to... Uh, you have to understand a couple things. One, for whatever you know reason, World of Warcraft still has a shitload of players, and a lot of them listen to the show, a lot of them download it, and that's cool. i got no, no, no problem with that. I'm glad you listen. Uh, and there are some topics we have to discuss with the World of Warcraft. Sadly, very few of them are good. Highlander giving me a shout-out. What's going on, Highlander? 
Yes, I know there's the tier point fights that's coming out. Yes, I know that they're going to be more PvP related. That's nice. I don't care. Year and a half too late. I already canceled. I'm not going back. I've seen the Promised Land, and it is possibly Darkfall. Or Vanguard. I haven't looked at Vanguard yet. Yes, we've got the Afternoon Show, don't ask. Yes. All right, uh, we're at the bottom of the hour, folks. We're going to go into commercial break. Got a couple things. Got to pay some bills. Uh, Got to set up for the, for the next part of the show. Next segment, uh, we're going to be discussing Darkfall. Uh, again, we have some more comments. Uh, apparently, it was a very big reaction from last week. I got a lot of emails on the subject um, regarding uh, specifically Darkfall, uh, the beta that's up and coming, some different uh, discussions. A couple people didn't understand why we were, com- we were comparing a game that's out there being World of Warcraft versus a game that's not even in beta yet. And understand this, folks, we weren't comparing the two games. We were comparing the game as it is, that being World of Warcraft, with the game that it could, the game's potential, which is Darkfall. Yes, the beta is not out yet. That's happening soon. And a lot can take place between the time the beta launches and the time that the, um, uh, between the time that the, the beta launches and the time that the game goes retail. I understand that. However, we're just going through and seeing, you know, we're talking about what the developers are actually talking about. And, you know, Tasteless made a very good uh, point uh, when we had, you know, a brief email conversation uh, saying that, you know, they're going to go about it and they're going to do it right from step one. They're not going to hype it up. They're not going to go, you know, over their overboard and, and, you know, make everybody, uh, you know, pay attention and tune into, you know, a lot of hype. They're going to show, they're going to let the game stand on its own merits. And you know what? You got to give the guy credit for doing that. If more companies did this, actually put the time and the effort into making the game, the game's going to be successful if it's a kick-ass game. People seem to realize that the World of Warcraft 5 million accounts is the new uh, formula for success, and it isn't. Ultima Online and EverQuest were successes, and they didn't even have half those numbers. Not even a quarter of their numbers. And they were successful. And people still talk about them. I still talk about Ultima Online. Yeah, I could piss on EverQuest for all I care. But I still talk about Ultima Online. Word of mouth alone will make the game successful. And that goes for anything, not just a Darkfall, but for anybody. So, yeah, I know. Bringing that up, I'm a producer, so. The game doesn't have to have 5 million players to be a great game. It doesn't have to have 5.5 million subscriptions to be considered successful. That's Blizzard. And I guarantee you, it's not going to happen again. At least not the same way. They went and they marketed their game based on a previous game series, an RTS series, and StarCraft. Make no mistake about it. That's why they have a friggin' Diablo pet and a Zergling in there. Yes, not forget Diablo. That's the reason that game was a success. Built on the other names and titles in their series. Alright, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyways, folks, we're at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we're going to kick it to break when we come back. Darkfall. Some of your comments, some of the uh, uh, some of your uh, hopes and fears for the game that's up and coming, some of your emails. We'll get to all that and so much more. And again, later on this evening, uh, starting around, I think, at the 10, 10.30 hour, we're going to get to uh, uh, Empire at War, some of the information released in the multiplayer aspect of the game. We're going to get to that. Don't forget, new commercials and all kinds of stuff coming up. Uh, we'll see you at the end of the side of the break. Life is hard enough as it is, but then you have to deal with overpowered bosses, annoying neighbors who raid your refrigerator, or old people who rush the checkout counter at the grocery store. For situations like this, take matters into your own hands and grab a Nerf stick. Don't let the name fool you, there's no padding on this 34-inch steel pipe, making it ideal to beat the shit out of those who have it better than you. 
After all, if it's one thing Blizzard has taught us, it's that rather than level the playing field, just pummel things into uselessness. It's always funny when it happens to somebody else. That's the Nerf Stick. Feared by warlocks, hunters, and rich people everywhere. Racism and homophobic cruelty is rampant in the gaming community today. To combat this, the Community for Gaming Online Diversity, or GOD for short, wants players to remember to be sensitive to their opponent's feelings and views. So, before you celebrate the defeat of your opponent, which can lead to some awkward moments, think on the following examples. Before you yell, OWNED, at your African-American friend, instead yell, EMANCIPATED. Rather than mock your Native American enemy by yelling, OWNED, instead yell, CASINO. And for you Arab players out there, before you blow up your Jewish friend's base with those goblin sappers, don't scream OWNED at him, instead yell, JIHAD. Remember your fellow man when gaming because God wants you to be nice. Hey studs, we want to hear from you. Sexy night elf women are waiting to talk to you right now. Call 1-800-YOU'RE-LAME to join in the party. Why cyber when you can call us just for four gold per minute? You can talk to paladins, hunters, rogues, or mages. Whatever your heart desires, we've got it. That's 1-800-YOU'RE-LAME to talk with the night elf women of Azeroth. Hey folks, this is Emperor here for Chinese Gold Farmers of Azeroth. Chinese Gold Farmers would like you to waste your hard-earned money on valueless online currency. Buy your level 40 mount, or the best armor and weapons to fight the opposing faction for as little as $300 American. Sure, it's illegal, but that never stopped us before. That's Chinese Gold Farmers of Azeroth, putting the chink in your enemy's armor. Egay Auctions is proud to announce the sale of one of the most coveted items in online gaming, Blizzard Entertainment's Credibility. While it's true that Blizzard's credibility has devalued some over the past year, it is still a hot commodity and is now more affordable than ever. Come to egay.com and put a bid in on Blizzard's credibility. Starting bid is only a penny with a buy it now option for $10. This item is sure to sell, eventually, so bid high and bid often at egay.com. This is Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, the listening to the Emperor of the Canadian Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. So don't turn that dial. We'll be back. It's all about the game, and how you play it. All about control, and if you can take it. All about your debt, and if you can pay it. It's all about pay. And who's gonna make it? I am the game. Alrighty, folks, we're back here at the Emperor's Court here at the Clanfield Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. You're listening to the Emperor of Clanfield Guard coming to you live from snowy Cleveland, Ohio. If you're just joining us, it's about friggin' time. Anyways, want to get in the conversation? It's simple. Hit us up at AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP, the number one, the letter G. If you want to join us on IRC with the rest of the schmucks, you can join us at irc.saladirc.com. We're in channel 1G. Programming note, don't forget, next week... 
Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Imba Weekly, Imbalance Weekly, comes back to you live as Seed, hopefully with his voice back. Uh, we'll take you through the world of Warcraft, I'm sorry, Warcraft 3, all what's happening, including what's happening at the Blizzard Invitational uh, this past weekend and through the rest of the week. He'll give you the rundown, the breakdown of all the different matches, uh, and of course, tell you what is imbalanced. Also, Saturday night, Eastern Standard Time at 10 o'clock, Zerum versus the Internet. Zerum goes on in his bitter fat man spree of why he hates you, the Internet, and everything about it, including games. So don't forget that Zerum versus the Internet, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard on Saturday, right here at OneJuraBorn.com. One last thing, also don't forget, a State of Warcraft downloadable show by uh, our Aussie buddy Idiotech is available on the website. The first two episodes are up at OneJuraBorn.com. Uh, the third one should be up sometime Wednesday. Article writers, a lot of you have been submitting articles to me, and they have been excellent. Uh, the competition is actually a lot more fierce than I thought it was going to be. We're looking for four article writers. Right now I have seven decent uh, articles in the running. Uh, if you want to get in on that, send me a thousand-word sample article, something on gaming, don't care what, to emperor, the number one, the letter G, at coxcox.net. Uh, we're going to probably pick, excuse me, our four article writers on Wednesday of next week. We need to get going on a couple things here on the radio station. That is one of them. Also, folks, I posted up on the website at onesyouwereborn.com a list of jobs we were looking to fill. Show contributors, advertisers, show hosts, article writers, a whole bunch of things up there and descriptions, what I'm looking for, how it is you can apply at onesyouwereborn.com. There's a link right on their front page. Uh, I encourage you to go ahead, go ahead and take a look at that. Things are moving fast around here. We can use all the help we can get and uh, uh, that is certainly one of them. It's a volunteer basis. None of us get paid for this. At least not yet. In a perfect world, uh, if we ever get big enough, hopefully we will be able to. But for right now, it's a volunteer base, it's a volunteer service. Uh, so if you want to get in on this and help out, uh, we certainly appreciate it. If you're dedicated, creative, uh, and mature enough, and you're going to stick with it, because we know a lot of people are going to be here one week and gone the next, check it out, onesyourborn.com. Also, a huge uh, shout-out and thank you to the sponsor of the show, harborbluegroup.com. Uh, they're the ones who pay the bills to uh, make this all possible and are building the uh, website at radiolinknet.com, which will be the home of this network once everything is in place. I know the forums are up and running. Not really being used at the moment, but they are there. Uh, so we'll get to that a little later on. How'd you guys like the commercials, by the way? Uh, it's a new one in there. For a lot of you, these are all new, but uh, for you know you traditional listeners, uh, there's a couple here that were, you know are old and, and bad. Well, not bad, but they're older. All right, getting back to it. All right, Darkfall is uh, the topic of discussion for the uh, second segment tonight. All right, the was huge show we did last Sunday was uh, we did some articles. Uh, one was at MMORPG.com that was regarding Darkfall. And it was an interview with uh, Tezos. Uh, the associate producer of uh, Darkfall, and it gave a rundown. For those who did not hear the show, I encourage you to go ahead and download. You can find it at onesyourborn.com in the audio section. Uh, but it discussed a lot of things in PvP that that some of us have really been been jonesing for. Uh, you know, things like uh, mounted combat, naval warfare, you know, siege combat, actually being able to you know capture country or capture ground, uh, resources and what have you, and actually hold them. Actual clan battles, giving you a reason to kick the hell out of somebody else and getting something for it. Looting their corpses, you know, blank and leaving a, a sheet of cookies like some of us used to do. Or chopping them to bits and pieces. You know, there's nothing better. Okay, maybe the cookie thing's a little too far. That was an all online thing, but you get the idea. It's skill-based. And a lot of you have, actually want to chime in on the emails, and uh, we'll get to them here in a second. Actually, one of them was sent to me by, uh, I think it was by Range. And... I, I will agree, Range. I've been looking around, and he had wrote you know wrote me saying that he hadn't heard any single bit of information regarding the Darkfall beta until he read this, and it was an email uh, that he had found that's posted on the MMORPG discussion or MMORPG.com uh, discussion forums, and I don't know how how true this is either. Um, but apparently, it's a player who's in the beta, who's I would assume it's the alpha since the beta's not out yet. 
Uh, and he goes on to uh, discuss that of all the different games that he's gone ahead and, and he's beta tested, like uh, Dark Knight Online, uh, Roma Victora, Star Wars Galaxy, City of Heroes, etc., of all of them, this one seems to be the most complete. This one's got the most promise for when it goes out, it's going to hit the shelves in very good shape the way it is now. Now, I find that a little hard to believe, and the reason why is the game isn't even in beta yet. And granted, it's going to be clan and individual beta. There's a lot of bugs and there's a lot of concepts that need to be tested out to see if they work. Yes, there are some things you can tell if they're going to work or not in an alpha phase. But to say at the alpha at the alpha stage that the game is in good shape for release, I find that a little hard to believe. And I kind of quote or question the credibility of this post. It could be that there's somebody that's looking to uh, go ahead and um, uh, try and get a little bit of credibility for the game or get some hype going for it who actually hasn't played it. Um, that's the discussion actually we'll also be having uh, this week uh, or uh, next Sunday is the problem that some companies are, or so many people are starting to find uh, that companies are actually hiring people to post on different discussion boards and different websites deliberately to pimp out the product of that particular company. That's what they're paid to do. And we'll get to that uh, next week. That's a big hot topic that I want to get to. And I'm not sure that this is the case. I don't think that Dark Falls is not new enough to even go there. I know that it's been alpha for it's been alpha for a while, but the point is it's an alpha test, which means at most there's a hundred people there, you know, by or large, that are testing this out. That's not enough. As Blizzard has begun to find out when they're, you know, testing the stuff internally, they're finding when they release it out to the general public and when there's a lot of people playing, shit happens that they didn't expect to or that a coding doesn't work. And the same thing has to take place here. So while I believe, and again, you got to question the credibility, too, of somebody who's going to say that, you know, coming out of Alpha, it's great. Because if you're playing the Alpha, that means you've got to know somebody in the company. You don't just don't sign up for an Alpha and happen to get it. So, again, you have to kind of take that... that uh, unbiased opinion you got to kind of question it turn around look it in the light and say is this legit or is this a load of bullshit somebody who's either lying looking to get attention or trying to blow up the game further than it is i'll say this based on the merits that i've read about it so far i'm very excited for the game and i could see us doing a lot of stuff not only as a clan and we've played a lot of games folks we've been around since 1996 we played a shitload of games a lot of us some of the vets will tell you that so we know what's good what's crap what works and what doesn't now, we've beta tested a lot of games, and a lot I'll tell you, a lot of the games that are listed on our site are games we actually played after the beta, but there's a lot we didn't play after the beta, for reasons unknown. Uh, Star, Star Wars Galaxies being one of them, we didn't play it after the beta. We hated it. That's one of the ones. World of Warcraft, actually, at the end of the beta, uh, the, a lot of us actually didn't want to play the game. We went into it. Guild Wars, we beta tested, some of us played it. The point being, it has a lot of promise. It has a lot of interest. The idea of being able to fully loot somebody's corpse, and, and this, this is going to help the economy, folks. That's one thing you'll understand. When crafting, the problem with crafting World of Warcraft and other ones is you're crafting, a, you know, a set of bunch of pieces. It's very easy to get your skill up. You go out, you pick a weed, and you make a potion. Uh, wow. Well, everybody can do that, and the consumption rate isn't there to make it worthwhile. It's a whole different ballgame when you get stripped down to the bone because you just had your ass handed to you. You have to trudge back to the bank, go into the bank, reload all your armor, all your weapons, all your magical reagents, all your, get a new horse, get a whatever, and go out and fight again. When you have that kind of consumption going on, the economy requires everybody to be an artisan of one kind or another. And that's not just having a, a mule character to do your artisan work for you. It also requires that you can sell this stuff to people. You can actually make a game. It's it's legit. Well, 
it's as close to an actual running economy as you can get. Well, it's called crafting in World of Warcraft. Here we go with the weed jokes again. Thank you. I a couple weeks ago I told people to stop trying to open the gates of Anchorage if you were a casual player to pick your weed and sell it on on the auction house and make your money that way. Screw the reputation, make some gold. I said, go pick some Dreamfoil, make some, put that weed up there and sell it. Ever since then, all I've gotten is the weed. I am a token fool. I'm telling people to go out and get the Dreamfoil. Uh, all right, enough. I get it. It was funny then. It ain't funny now. Here's what I'm kind of surprised by. Two things I'm surprised by the, the conversation we had about Darfall. The first one is the community reaction. I mean, I've seen community reactions from World of Warcraft. I saw it when we did Warcraft, uh, the Frozen Throne. Uh, we did, and uh, actually EverQuest 2. We were in the beta test for that. It's a surprise. EverQuest 2's kind of community wasn't really, you know, frothing at the mouth, and you know, I kind of wonder why. But Darfall's beta community isn't phenomenally large in comparison to the other ones that we've dealt with. What they are is friggin' rabid. These people are nuts. I've gotten no less than 20 emails from these people. Somebody posts. Apparently, somebody posted the show up on their boards, and that's how they got wind of it. And a bunch of people tuned in and listened to it. A lot of them liked it. Some of them hated it. Um, a lot of the anti-Blizzard feelings. It's kind of it's kind of good reading it because you get a you get a sense that you're not the only player player out there who kind of feels like a you know a duck out of water. You kind of look around and figure out I'm surrounded by a bunch of friggin' Care Bears and 12 year old night elf you know or boys playing that of women. It's like how the hell is this fun? This isn't player versus player. This is a grind fest. If I could share my account with three other people, I can get, like, High Warlord in a month or two. How is that fun? What do you gain out of it? There's no penalty for dying. All you do is get four mages, you get them together with a priest, and you train them right into a group of somebody. Blam, 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 blam. Aoe, aoe. How is that fun? And then I go in and I start reading the Darkfall. People are talking about assassinations. They're talking about poison. They're talking about, you know, it's going to be good to, you know, carry your, your valuables on you. The game isn't even out yet, and they're talking about this shit. No, Mechahawk's the one who posted. All right, thank you, Mechahawk. I appreciate it. Emp, I scored some Swift Thistle from my homie. I'll get it'll get you fucked up with speed. All right, thank you. But that's what I'm looking for. I mean, that that's what this game is. It's going to be based for player. It's going to be based for people who are looking for competition against each other and not just monsters. And to me, that is what is an encouraging sign. If people are up there saying, well, what kind of PvE does it have? Then that's not the game I want. I'm not looking for the fir a first-person shooter here. If I want that, I'll go play something else. I'll go play Quake 4 or what have you. All right, thank you, Tiroth and, and uh, Enforcer, and everybody else who advertised the show. I appreciate it. In fact, that's what we're going to start doing. Is we're going to start taking, like, beta tests of different games and, like, catering only to them for one week so we get, like, people to, to tune in from that uh, community. No, I'm just kidding. We might just do that, but that's not fun. And I tell you, it, the game itself gives me hope, but this is something else, and this is what I wanted to get to. And I didn't have a chance uh, to articulate this this week, uh, last week because I wasn't aware of it. And I didn't truly experience it until I went to the boards and I, and I read that the stuff there. And it's not just the things that were spun in the, in, in the threads uh, regarding my show or, or what they liked or what they hated. It's Let's take a look at it. I'm just talking about a general Darkfall discussion. Look at this. Weapon physics, unarmed combat, uh, uh you know, bunny hopping viable. You can be able to, to bunny hop when you're in, maybe if you got a bow and you're shooting at somebody. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, is there going to be binding weapons or not? You know, what kind of spell components? Are they going to be in, uh, uh, reagents? 
You know, how many, how many subscribers do you think it's going to have? Well, these are not questions that you normally find in something like this. Usually what you're going to find in a community is something very specific that the developers said that they're going to hammer in on. Uh, skills and spells, skills versus items, itemization. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. And this is the other thing that gives me hope about this game. And I say hope because, again, it's way too early to say that it's going to be a success or it's going to be a failure. We don't know. We haven't played it. God willing, we'll get into the clan beta, and then you're going to hear a lot more of it, and you'll get our impressions. It's the fact that there are players behind this game, and it's not even out. And this game's been in development for years. It is my understanding that it's been it's been around for three or four years. That's a long time for development. Maybe not a long time of development for MMORPG, but one that's been public and people knew about, and there's still a ton of people on here talking. That's the other thing. It's because when this game comes out, there's going to be people who are going to give it um, a fair shake. There's going to be people out there who are doing their best to have fun to play. Most of the forum posts are trolls. Fine. Maybe they are. But there are legitimate discussions being being talked about here, and that is helpful to me. Because I'm not just going to be joining into a game with a bunch of 12-year-old morons who thought it was kind of cool to play Warcraft 3, and I had a hero, and I could raise some skeletons. I want to be undead. For no other reason that they thought it was that it was cool in the game. That's nice, and there's no reason why you shouldn't play a character you think is cool. Maybe if it's based on another game, so much the better. But those aren't the kind of players that I want to be sharing the world with, unless I can kill them and then laugh them. That's something that pisses me off. I want to be able to communicate, and I don't know about if you can do this in Darkfall. I hope the hell you can. I want to be able to communicate to the guy I just killed. I want to be able to like piss on his corpse and then laugh about it and then dance and then take his stuff. And I want him to know what I'm saying. I don't have to go on the forums and post what I said about him and hope the guy that he reads it three days later. It started in 2000. People have been registering the forums since 2002. All right, fine. That's almost, that's four years. That's what I'm talking about. People wouldn't stick with the game this long if they didn't think there was some kind of payoff at the end. Range is like, the more 12-year-olds in Darkfall, the better. Okay, obviously he's looking to pad his bank and his, his, uh, his, uh, uh, item list. Well, that's good for him. Here's the other thing that gives me hope about the game. I got a nice email from, um, uh, actually a PM, from uh, Tezos, and we didn't get into anything specific, just said that, you know, we enjoy the show, and, and he clarified a few things on uh, how the game mechanics, how things are going to work, things that uh, we had, I had read in, in the interview, and I have talked to a lot of developers, um, and they're not bragging, folks. It's simply the situation I've been in. Our clan's been around for a long time. A lot of the players know a lot of people. They know us. We know them. You know, the radio show, I've been doing radio now for three or four years. Actually, 2000, 2002, so about four years. Online radio. Casting games, play-by-play, -play, uh, doing talk shows, that type of thing. So I get to know a lot of people. And the kind of developers you run into, the kind of producers, either one who only want to get your ear because they want to hype up the game as much as they can through your influence... Or to tell you that you're friggin' idiot because what you're saying, what you're, or or what you think, or how you're looking at it, isn't the way you know the, that they want to portray it, or I'm casting a light that they think feels unfair, or that you know I'm simply trying to push an agenda of my own. Like somehow I feel a lot better if a game if a game company fails, because that's what I do. I roll out of bed in the morning and I think, hmm, 
you know what, this Sunday when I do my show, which I do for fun because I like being on the radio and I like talking games, I think I'll tear down X company. Just for something to do. What the hell? I don't have anything else to discuss, so I'll just bash it in the ground. There have been a couple exceptions to the rule that have been legitimate conversations. And you know what? I don't have a problem with if somebody thinks that I'm not giving them a fair shake or if I'm looking at it the wrong way or I'm not considering a specific angle. I'm very open to communications about that. That's how we, you know, that's how games get made. That's how games get that get fixed and, and taken a look at. But, I mean, Hughes was very straightforward saying we're not looking to hype the game. You know, we're not looking to uh, do anything other than sell the game based on its merits. And so what I said at the beginning of the monologue here is that that is more important to me than anything because, and, and he says this in the interview too, if you read the MMORPG.com interview, especially about the graphics, it goes on to discuss that he's not looking to make the game huge through, uh, you know, through like hyping through the community, through, you know, this radio show, through articles of the people, through like MMORPG.com, other things. He's trying, he just wants the, the game to get out there, let people, Zinro gets a shout out. Stop asking. Attention whore. Everybody make fun of Zinro. I know how to pronounce Zinro, you dick. Yeah, see? <laughs> see, it takes a second because there's a bit of a... Uh, there's a uh, uh, a bit of a delay because this is like real radio. And there's a couple concerns to people. Uh, let's get to those concerns. But anyways, uh, Taste was very good about that, and uh, I, I have no idea if we got into the beta, guys. I have no clue. I don't think anybody's heard back yet. I, at least I haven't. I got confirmation from Darkfall Alliance saying that they got my clan beta registration, but I have no idea if I got in or not. All my guys are signed up in the forums. At least those are going to be playing this game, and uh, we're waiting for a word. Assume this, if we do get into the beta, expect to see some articles, if we're allowed to, some screenshots. I don't know, I have to read up on the non-disclosure uh, agreement to see what is possible and what isn't. But assume you're going to see a lot of information coming along that line about the game. And that, you know, and that goes for any beta that we get into. But just know that, that I'll make the promise that we will you know, do our best to get the word out about the game, whether it's good, whether it's bad, things we like, things we hate. But it speaks lows to me when an associate producer developer isn't looking to push a specific view, isn't trying to push people to see the game how their developers see it. They're simply saying, here's the game as we see it. Here's the game that we built. When you get a chance to play it, you make the decision whether you like it or not. And we'll go from there. And that is important to me. Now, having said that, the game may suck ass. I don't know. We haven't played it. But at least the attitude, the correct attitude, uh, is in place. All right, now some of the concerns that a lot of people wrote into uh, regarding in the World of Warcraft versus Darkfall, and actually, Meghawk, you just mentioned this, is one of the concerns I got a couple emails on was the amount of assholishness that goes on in a player's player uh, environment. And one of the emails goes on and says, Dear Amp, and it says, you know, blah, blah, blah. Say what you will about World of Warcraft player versus player. It may not be the best. Uh, but you have to consider, since the other team can't communicate to you, this also takes out of the way the trash talking and the assholes uh, that come with a game of this nature. Especially since you can't loot the opposing player and there is no uh, penalty in, in death, uh, there's really nothing to brag about other than perhaps the rank that you gained that week. And there's no one that goes on to say, uh, hang on, i gotta, I got to queue it up here. It is all right. Emp, um, it says emperor. Some say dear, some say don't. Uh, emperor. Another th one thing you have to understand, or, or I'm sorry, hang on. I'll look at the. I gotta look at the other one. Okay. All right. Uh, emperor. 
in World of Warcraft, the uh, game master. Oh, God, I can't talk. I'm on the radio. I don't know why they can't talk. Game masters do a pretty good job of trying to keep people uh, in rain, cussing, uh, using uh, racial uh, slurs and stereotypes, things that you don't like yourself and have talked about on the radio. Uh, Blizzard does a good thing, a good way of keeping these in, uh, under wraps and keeping people in line, whether through suspensions, warnings, or bannings from the forums. In games like Darkfall, where there's a full loot capability and people able to uh, keep land that they capture and resources that you told talked about on your show, this changes. And you go from a community of uh, like-minded players, people working as a team, to an all-out free-for-all where every man is out for themselves and teamwork becomes a thing of the past. This isn't the kind of game that I want to play in. I like to play in a world where the majority of players are friendly. I can build a community and have a good time when I log on. Not where I fear for my own life and those of my belongings every time I go out to fight. Okay. Sorry, guys. I cannot disagree more. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it interesting. Because when you log on, the game isn't a set piece. You don't know what's going to happen next. You can walk outside the city and get ganked and robbed. You can walk outside the city and join in a huge fight. Who the hell knows? And you know what? That's exactly how it was. I mean, let's say that this is uh, this is based on uh, medieval times. The only person you can count on is the guys you know in your army, in your group, uh, you know the knights under your command, and even then, who knows? That's what you want. That's what I want. That's the whole point of having a clan. I don't want a friendly community. That's for that a friendly community is cool to talk about when we're here on the radio, when we're talking on the forums. We have tons of people that come to our forums that have been enemies of the clan in game and we talk we have a good time on the forums. But I tell you what, as soon as we step in between the, the virtual lines, it's on. Ask Lethos, ask EG Football. I don't know how many times they've ganked me in World of Warcraft. We talk just fine outside of the game, on Ventral and everything, everywhere else. You should only have to rely on the people in your clan. That's why clans are important. If you want to be a loner, yeah, go ahead, but you ain't going to get too far. Unless you have such a badass reputation, people leave you alone. Yes, the assholishness is going to be there. But you know what? That's going to be anywhere, everywhere in life. you got to deal with it. It comes with the territory. Don't ever go play basketball you know, at the local muni court. You'll probably go home crying. And the game masters don't do a very good job of it in World of Warcraft. Unless it's me. Bagging on the French and then I get friggin' three-day banned. Bastards. <laughs> we own you. See, okay, here's Lethos and Enforcer like, Oh, we had fun killing you, we own you! Yeah, well, it's easy for a paladin and a rogue to kill a mage these days. That takes skill. But that's what makes it interesting. That's what's making it a random factor. And that's who you know who the badasses are. When you see, you know, clan, you know, whatever, come rolling down the street, you get the hell out of the way. You don't wave and dance and do an emote to them. You get on your horse, you turn your ass around, and you run like the wind. Because you're not going to beat them. You're probably going to get your ass kicked. This is where teamwork comes into play. And unlike what we used to do Ultima Online, where we were all in the same room and kicked everybody's ass, now with Ventrilo and TeamSpeak, everybody has the ability to coordinate. Now you're talking small squad type combat. That's a whole different ballgame, and it's based on skills. So everybody, you know, pretty much can have the same skill set. Now it comes down to how well do you play your character? How good are you? Not what kind of items are you equipped with? Not I'm going to kick your ass because I ran uh, Blackwing Lair five times and I'm carrying everything I need. 
Zyra Brink says, if the world is so... This is another thing that, that um, actually I'm going to... I'm going to use this quote now, but it's something that has been brought up and I want to get to. Zyra says, if the world is so big in Darkfall, wouldn't you think there would be one spot where people would fight at, mostly and everywhere else would be empty? Uh, I'm sorry, my internet just glitched. Sorry, folks. Yeah, because my IRC just hiccuped. I don't know if it's weather-related. I don't know, can snow really affect my uh, connection to Cox? I don't think so. All right, we're about 10 seconds. I'm, uh, my apologies, folks. Uh, apparently, the internet skipped here on, on my end. So I'm going to let everybody catch up. I'm going to kick it to break, and uh, we'll pick this up afterwards. Ladies, are you tired of getting peed on by your peon? Want to make your grunt grunge and pleasure? Then you need Musk of the Horde, a new perfume by Klein Calvin. Simply add a touch to your battle axe to get his attention. Ooh, be so horny. Add some to your neck to excite him. Mmm. And bathe in it to take him to the peak of ecstasy. We're about to climax! Get Musk of the Horde in Nordstrom's of Agrimar. Citizens of Azeroth, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. It has come to my attention that Blizzard Incorporated located in Irvine, California are being girly men and not releasing patches or servicing their servers. As the governor of California, I pledge to step in and force Blizzard to release bug-free patches, keep their servers running, give the Aussies their own server, and make Battlegrounds worth a damn. And if they don't, I'll terminate them. Arnold in 2008. tired of people whining about their lot in life? Do they piss you off about how they're only concerned with themselves? Then you need the Learn To Playbook. With this book in hand, you're armed to combat the malcontents with quick-fire responses. So the next time that cripple complains about his bad luck, tell him to shut the hell up and learn to walk. If your minority employee claims racial discrimination, tell him to shut the hell up and learn to Caucasian. If your woman bitches about not wanting to put out Tell her to shut the hell up and learn to suck. Telling whiners to shut the hell up since 2005. That's the Learn to Play book. Hey there, studly man. The paladins of Azeroth want to chat it up with you right now. Hear us issue our sails of command and lay the hammer of justice to each other. Oh, I'm so excited. My nipples are hard. So call 1-900-FAIRY-POLLY to talk with us, the girly man of Azeroth. I think I just popped my shield. This advertisement brought to you by Britney Spears' Guide to Hoeing and Drinking. 
pop diva Britney Spears wants to teach you how to party like a rock star. This step-by-step -step DVD tutorial will teach you how to drink and sleep your way through a weekend. She'll show you how to ruin your reputation overnight and how to date married men with kids. And if that wasn't enough, she'll even show you how to destroy your marriage in a matter of weeks. Sure, this may sound like a crappy life, but remember, everything looks better when you're wasted, and she's rich, so it must work. That's the Britney Spears Guide to Hoeing and Drinking. This is Baron Von Gusser here to tell you you're back in the Emperor's Court on the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> no chance of that's what you got. Whoop against a machine too strong. Pretty politicians buy a soul for one song. Hopkins. Guard coming to live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Very snowy Cleveland, Ohio. As the snow continues to come down, and I'm thinking I had to go out and shovel my driveway and look and find a Mexican to go ahead and hire and do it for me. In either case, uh, alrighty, getting back here. If you want to get in the conversation, folks, for the last half hour of the show, we're going until 10:30 or thereabouts. Hit us up on AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP1G. If you're looking to join us on IRC, get it to irc.solidirc.com. We are in channel 1G. Uh, apparently, a few of you are lagging. I don't know why, but perhaps it's time to upgrade that 14.4 modem you've got. No offense there, uh, Sozy, but I could probably get a better connection leaning out the window and yelling down to my ISP than you're getting right now. So, remember, this is a mature rated audience show. <laughs> yeah. Do they have Mexicans in Ohio? I would think so. They're everywhere. Or so I'm told. Yes, you've been immortalized forever having been mentioned on the show. All Several thousands of people who listen and tune in will do it. Two cans and a string reference. There we go. Thank you, Mechahawk. Had to get that in there. Now everything is... Mexicans hate cold weather. They don't go north. All right. My show is breaking down around me, having made the comment about the Mexican shoveling my driveway for me because I will not. What the hell? I can't even read that. Well, Zaire, I don't know what the hell that means, but you probably deserve to get banned. You seem like a like a real legit guy. <laughs> uh, Canada. I hate Canada. It's the American minor leagues. No offense. It's Mexico North. Let's be honest. All right, folks. Uh, the last thing we want to talk about is Star Wars Empire at War. Uh, this is due out in about two weeks now, actually about 11 days. Uh, it's due out on the 16th of February. And we've been waiting now for information regarding how the multiplayer is going to uh, come out. Uh, and this has been a big question because there was absolutely no information coming out at all regarding this, even uh, when the demo was released, which had a lot of us scratching our heads, like they weren't sure how they were going to do it. And considering the way the game is played and how you have to... Uh, it works on a day cycle in order to get your resources to buy things, you have to capture planets... I don't understand how a game like that could be played in one sitting 
uh, let alone within 20 minutes or so like a normal RTS game. Now, the, apparently, GameSpot.com actually has this under their... Uh, Excuse me. Under their strategy section, under PCs, you go to. You can actually read the article, and it's called "The Star Wars Empire at Wars Designer Diary Number Two and Number Three: Skirmish on Land and in Space." And the land isn't so much interest to me as it is the space, because that's really what I like is the space. Um, but it goes on to talk about there's going to be two types of of uh, multiplayer uh, combat. The first one is going to be a one-on-one head-to-head. It's uh, two-player per skirmish mode. Um, I'm sorry, campaign mode. Actually, what it is is you'll play through the entire game like you did in the demo, except you'll do it, you know, between you and you know your friend. So you can actually save the game like you could in Rebellion and go back to it later. And it's on the same day cycle, and everything's moving at the same time. And what it is is when you have a battle, the battle you have to go fight that and resolve that first before you go then go back to um, the galactic map, which will then continue on as far as gathering resources, moving your fleets, building your troops, what have you. That is that is interesting in and of itself um, for your for your traditional hardcore war gamer out there um, who wants to play a game over a series of weeks or months. Um, that certainly has an appeal to it. I've done it myself with Highlander uh, when we played Rebellion. That was kind of cool where we could actually uh, do that over a certain amount of time and and play it. Uh, EG Football saying that it should be like Rome Total War where you get a certain amount of points to build your army. You select your faction, build your army, and then you go and fight. And I agree, and I think that's ultimately how they're going to play it. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But it's not for, for the faint of heart. It's not for a, a one-sitting uh, show. This is something that you'd save and then uh, go back to. You probably wouldn't play it on, on a server. You'd probably either you or your buddy or your life partner would be the one that would host the game. You would play it and then go, you were banned for calling Katie Mahore. That's right. They tried banning me for calling her a titless cow, but then the truth came out and I had to be unbanned. Um, so, and this is the same with, um, with both, obviously, space combat and, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, land combat. All right. Fine. I understand how that works. Maybe it's cool. Maybe it's not. All right. We won't know until we play it. Here's where I am interested in, and this is the skirmish mode, and this is eight players, either free-for-all or teams, and apparently you can, you can make up teams as you go. All right. Just like the land skirmish and the space skirmish, what it is is you would um, you have reinforcement pools, which means you get a certain amount of reinforcement points that you can allocate towards buying or bring in one ship or another. This is where it gets a little different than most random, uh, I'm sorry, real-time strategy games, in that everybody shares the exact same buildings. So, let's say you're in space combat and everybody gets a space station, okay, or each side gets a space station. And then you can upgrade it to allow you to buy new kinds of fighters, new kinds of capital ships, that type of thing. And it gets a little stronger each time. Instead of everybody having their own starting point and their own starting space station, everybody would share one space station. Uh, okay, let's for sake of um, uh, for the sake of uh, simplicity, let's say you're playing Warcraft Three and everybody has their own little orc base or their human base or whatever. All right, roll that up in a nice uh, little ball and throw it out the window. You have exactly one base that everybody can upgrade, and then they all have separate queues for their uh, units, all out of one building. And basically what this does is is this takes out the ability to go ahead and uh, make your own different bases, work your different economies. You know, there's asteroids you can send miners out to get extra money, that type of deal. You don't have to worry about base construction or laying out your guys in just such a way to prevent a rush or what have you. So everybody uses a set number of buildings, and everybody uses the same ones. All right. 
it makes sense. It's going to streamline the play and it's going to put a little more focus on the actual fighting, which is good. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's this? Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, all right. No, that's not something we don't need to break into the game for. All right. No, no, that's interesting news, but we're not going to break into the show on that. We'll discuss it on Sunday. It's not that big a deal. Okay, sorry about that, folks. We thought we were going to have something to break in with, but uh, we didn't. So, my apologies. All right. So, essentially, you can have a 4-on-4 four four game. Uh, this would be between, obviously, the Empire and the, and the Rebel Alliance. There's only two factions. Uh, I'm a little apprehensive about this aspect of the game, simply because I'm used to having... Um, you know, three or four races to choose from, or when, you know, uh, Dawn of War comes out, the second expansion that's in the process now, when that comes out, uh, you're going to have, actually, um, you're going to have four more, so you have a total of seven different factions to actually play. That's a lot! But that's cool! Or Rome Total War, where you actually had, I think it was like 20 different factions you can choose from. Alright? I'm looking at some of the screenshots now, like a Mount Calamari Cruiser. God, that's a big mother... Uh, fighting out uh, against a couple of cruisers and a cruiser, and the space combat in this looks epic. Just epic. And here's a super star, an Imperial Star Destroyer. I don't know if it's got the super ones in here. This is the kind of space combat that I've always really been interested in. And can you imagine? Think about it. You and your buddies are... Okay, let's just... Alright. In the case of, like, Tiroth, you and your one buddy, alright, and two random people you hook up with. Um... With four Star Destroyers, or six Star Destroyers, and a shitload of fighters. Isn't that kind of what we always wanted to play? Homeworld, except with the Star... I mean, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but tell me that isn't interesting. Tell me that's not fun. We're talking epic space. I don't give a shit about the, about the, the land warfare. If you're the Empire, you're going to kick ass anyways. Everybody knows that. I, some of these screenshots, you just kind of... You scratch your head, and you're like... If my machine doesn't, like, hiccup and burn itself into a, a plastic-heaping slag pile, this is going to be great. But I'm apprehensive about it because of the way they have it set up as far as the team goes. And this is the other part of it. The theory behind it is that they want to force people, instead of the random team aspect where you have two or three or four different people, everybody playing for themselves, basically having four little one-on-ones. Yeah, Homeworld was the bomb. I like that one. Uh, instead of having four like one-on-ones, you actually have to force your team to work together because everybody shares the same buildings, everybody shares the same resources. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get that right now, actually. Um, so they're kind of forcing people into that team mode. Now, I understand the logic behind it, and I'm glad that they're trying to force people into in like a random team setting to force them to work together to actually have a decent uh, game experience. The only problem is I don't want to get stuck with two other noobs who don't even know what the hell a Star Destroyer is, let alone how to make one. I'm posting, okay, folks, uh, a little bit of a side note here. I'm posting in the IRC chat the our, my movie, because I made I made a promise three weeks ago that I would do something about Brokeback Mountain 2, The Story of Invicta. There it is. I've actually made a movie. It's in seven different scenes. You can go ahead and click that thread and go and watch the movies. Trust me. It's an experience. All right. Now, having said that, I'm going to post it one more time. There it is. That thread takes you to Brokeback Mountain 2, the story of Sinvicta. 
I'm kind of a little worried on the screenshots, too, because they took them in cinematic mode. And what, for those who do not know, in uh, Empire at War, there's two different modes you can go to. One is the actual uh, kind of the uh, CNC, the Command and Conquer, 75-degree uh, angle type thing where you can move your troops around and, and you know, command them, that type of thing. The cinematic is you click it, and it gives you kind of like a cool shot, like it's right next to a turbo blazer cannon as it's firing, and then it kind of pans around, so you see, like, all the fighters coming up and over the, you know, the galactic spiral, and it looks great, like, from the movies. The only problem is you can't command anything in the cinematic approach, or the cinematic mode. All of the screenshots that I'm finding aren't actual screenshots of the actual combat, as you would see it as you're microing your troops. All you see it is in the cinematic mode, which gets close up, and the, the graphics get a lot crisper, and it looks cool. Well, as we all know, graphics are nice, but they don't, they're not a good um, uh, substitution for gameplay. All right, Mechahawks, his theory is that he thinks it's going to be mainly for replays. And the other thing I'm looking forward to this game is if the skirmish mode is halfway decent, and it is interesting, expect me to do play-by-play, because it's something I've been jonesing to do, and the Warcraft 3 really hasn't recaptured my interest. I know, cinematics make me mad, too. But uh, it'll be cool if I do audio replays, but if I'm doing live stuff, I'm not going to go into cinematic mode. You know what? If I'm watching a replay, I'm not watching to make it see how it looks in the cinematic mode. I'm probably watching to see how it, how a certain player does a certain thing. Traditionally, that's what you do watch replays for. You don't do it because you want to see, uh, you know, Star Wars 7, the movie. You want to see when does he build his Star Destroyer, when does he deploy his TIE Fighters? When do the X-Wings come in? Does he make a mistake? How does he build his, his space station? What hard points? And this is another thing I have to point out. And unlike other RTS games, and uh, this one has hard points, or what they call hard points. What are hard points, you say? Well, it's a, I'm glad you asked. You know when you played, for those who played X-Wing or TIE, especially TIE Fighter, this is more prevalent. You could aim specifically for a turbo laser battery, or a shield generator, or the communications array. And when he knocked it out, that you know, not only hurt the ship, but also prevented them from communicating with the fighters, it brought their shields down, that type of thing. The same thing works in uh, Empire War, where you can actually... Uh, apparently the server split and a bunch of people got dumped. Sorry, IRC is really acting up weird tonight. Um, but you can actually command... The hell, I just lost my train of thought. Wow, that just derailed me. The entire IRC just skipped. Tiroff saying that he has one on one friend. Alright, that's good. What the hell was I talking about? Holy crap, that just derailed me. That's terrible. That's pretty professional. I completely lost my train of thought. I was going somewhere with this entire war thing. Oh, the hard points. When you hit the, when you hit a, in this game, if you want to take down the opponent's uh, space station or their star destroyer or whatever quickly and fast, you have to take down, you know, maybe, and you got to watch. This is where replays are going to really come in. Uh, is you're going to have to check to see who takes out what first. First, you're going to take out their communications array so they can't command their fighters. Then you take out their shield generator. Now it drops the shields. Then you take out their laser so it can't keep shooting you, and then you kill the space station. 
you know, heroes notwithstanding, this is something that's really going to have to be paid attention to when the game first comes out. And I'm telling you, this is what's going to be where you're microing. You're not going to want to, you know, target the the unit that's weak or this, that, and the other. You're going to want to target when you're fighting capital ships or um, escort ships. You're wanna gonna you're wanna gonna you're going to want to hit specific hard points on it. And this is what's and that's the strategy that's going to be involved. You're going to need to know in what sequence against one specific ship helps to make it more vulnerable the fastest. That adds a whole new layer to the game. I want to get a crack. The jury's still out on this one. I don't think the demo, and this goes back to a show I did a couple weeks ago. I don't think the demo really brought out enough. And that's something I wanted to see a little more in the multiplayer. You know, take out their torpedo launcher or their concussion missile launcher and then make the big assault so you don't get massacred in your fighters. So look to see some play-by-play from me and some of the other guys if this game turns out to be a decent uh, RTS game. I think the last one we really did was Rome Total War, and that has its limits by design. You can only do so much. So I'm glad that they're finally releasing information. I don't understand why they waited so long to do it. And I still think a lot of it had to do with that uh, Plutarch wasn't really sure how they were going to make it a very uh, an interesting and... and um, Oh, I'm trying to think of an interesting and uh, the hell am I looking for? Oh, my mind's going there. A different approach to the RTS. These days, you can't really have a cookie cutter RTS because people don't play it anymore. There's too many of them out there. You have to offer something else, something of interest. And actually, a couple of you guys who put in the uh, articles uh, recently had talked about this, about that cookie cutter designs of games. And actually, I talked about it uh, about a month ago. Is that the industry has gotten to the point where if you're not asking for one something specific, they're telling us what we want to hear, not what we uh, what we want to hear. Oh, shit. They're telling us what's good instead of what we want to tell them is good. We don't want games made a specific way. We don't want them saying, oh, this is a great game, you should play it. We want to be the ones in the driver's seat saying, this is the kind of game we want to play, this is the features we want it to have, or this is something we also want to see done. I got macro guys instead of pressing keys to slam my head against... Okay, that's good. Um... Yes, there's going to be micro involved with uh, Dark, our Empire at War. I'm just not sure how much micro is going to be involved. I know it kind of takes the economics part out of it, which is good. Because a lot of us can't count and are horrible at math. Some of us can barely read. In fact, I'm surprised a lot of us can even figure out how to get on the internet, let alone talk. But it takes the economics out of it and puts it right on the fighting. So you start off actually in a battle and... and the maps are a lot smaller, so it's kind of like uh, like a speedball and paintball or uh, quick and dirty. You just you go in there and you immediately start fighting. My stupid voices. Uh, my 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 name is KDM. I'm I'm a community manager. My favorite color is clear. I I like torrents because they move. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't like men. Men scare me. There you go. Worst episode ever. Or degrading into the impressions. I think we're running out of material here. We've hit all the points I wanted to. Actually, we're at the end of the show anyways. We're about five minutes away, so I'm just going to do impressions in the next five minutes. No. Uh, so, uh, recapping on things tonight, uh, at least in Empire at War, it's due out on the 15th, I'm sorry, 16th of February. I do plan on picking it up and expect to hear my, uh, uh, expect to hear... 
story time. Uh, I got a story. I can tell you a story. And nothing to do with gaming, but it's fun as hell. Usually I reserve this for my, my ad-libs, but... Okay, thank you. Actually, a shock here for uh, putting me on. Uh, on my pre going into the break, I had said that if the world is so big in Darkfall, uh, wouldn't you think that there would be one uh, spot people would fight at mostly and everywhere else would be empty? No, and here's why. In Ultima Online, you could have said the exact same thing because the world was so big that you'd only think only a couple hotspots would actually have people in it. And, and granted, the majority of the world would go and would have anything in it, but... You know, you don't get your buddies to go out into the middle of a field and wait for somebody to come by because it doesn't happen. You sit, you go and raid a city or a town or, you know, if we're going to be able to own our own castles or or, uh, or, or own our own keeps or countries, you're going to be fighting in there. We, in Ultimate Online, we used to raid, you know, the UDL Tower on Catskills when it was in the swamp. We used to hit it there. Uh, or, we, you know, we'd raid Covetous or we'd raid, you know, Destor not so much, but Deceit. There's going to be hot spots all over the world where people are going to congregate and fight if, because there's a reason to be there. But you're right. Probably, by and large, the fields and the forests and the mountains that are kind of cool and they're scenic, unless there's reason... And you got to keep in mind that people are going to have to fight over resources, which is something that you really didn't have to do in other games. It is a huge world that they're, that they're describing is going to, going to be played at, and that's fine. But you're going to be fighting over territories. You're going to be fighting over the resources in the fields, and the forests, mining spots, thank you, in the mountains. You're going to be fighting at the cities. You're going to be fighting at the dungeons. You're going to be fighting where there's items and the rare spawns and what have you. So, no, there's going to be fighting everywhere. It's going to be sporadic. The only question is, is there going to be enough people uh, on a specific server? Uh, what is it going to be, like ten or 15,000 per server? It's going to be one giant world. Trust me, there's going to be plenty of spots to go fighting. There will be ones that will be more favorite than others. 10,000 a server, thank you, uh, Zinro. So 10,000 a server. So 10,000 people, uh, it's all going to be dependent. Again, we're only taking the word of the developer right now. Um, Tiruath is saying that uh, Eve, uh, the second Genesis, does 20,000 a server and runs just fine. And that's a space combat game. That's There's a lot of graphics involved. There's a lot of question marks with Darkfall. Right now, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of um, speculation. It's a lot of discussion, and I have a lot of hope for it. no. But I don't have any concern that the world's gonna be too big that you can't fight. At least if what they're talking about, there's gonna be certain spots that are gonna have more fighting than others. Absolutely, probably at the capital cities you're gonna have it. Probably gonna be at the rare spawns for specific resources you're gonna have it. What if you can burn down somebody's forest? They'd be kind of kick-ass. Do a clan raid, go into the other guy's territory, burn down his forest and run like hell. No, I'm not going to pay your toll. I don't want your wood. I'm just going to burn it. Huh. Huh. going to pay me because he wants my wood. Hey, hey Tiroth. Huh. You can have it. You can have my wood for 50000 No. They originally said 60000 server, and now they moved it down to 30000 Now it's 10000 I think simply because it's impractical. You can't go overboard and have everybody in the mother on the server because then the thing won't be able to... The thing will collapse under its own weight. If, if, if we've learned nothing from Blizzard, that is it. 10,000 is a lot. Yeah, but you know what? What, what did Ultima Online have on the server? It had to be a shitload. Especially for its time. There will be plenty of people to fight and there will be plenty of places to kill each other. So that is not a concern. 
It could be worse. It's not, but it could be. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's about it. We're at the bottom of the hour here, so the show is over. Actually, I've uh, hit all the points I wanted to. Any final thoughts or discussions on you? I'm uh, checking my email. There's something here that I really need to read right this minute. Uh, so let's get to the uh, post game. All right, a couple things. All right. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Infoscore here tonight. Uh, a couple final thoughts. Uh, Darkfall is obviously a game that's evolving. We're waiting for a War on the Clan beta. We are in it. Um, I would say our chances of getting are actually very good. Um, call that a hunch. And we'll leave it at that. Uh, that being the case, regardless, if we do not get in the clan beta, I would hope that uh, those of you listening to the sound of my voice, would you please get in here and uh, help us out, give us information, screenshots, what have you. If the clan beta comes out and we do not get into it, we would appreciate it. Also, don't forget, on the website, onejuryborn.com, we are hiring. We're looking for uh, show contributors, advertisers, uh, articles, and show hosts. We're taking it all, folks. Now's the time to get your stuff in. Go ahead and read it. Follow the instructions. Also, programming note, don't forget, next Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard, Imbalance Weekly by Seed, Airs, Warcraft 3, all the stuff that's going on. Also, Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Zerum vs. the Internet. He tells you why you suck and why the Internet does, too. Also, don't forget, at its normally scheduled time, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Sunday night. Next week, the Emperor's Court is back in its normal schedule. Tomorrow, Super Bowl, so I'll be getting uh, fat and drinking a lot of Pepsi and watching the game with my friends. Hope you do, too. Uh, bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody.